Read all the stories about BYU sports no one else has heard. Go to kslsports.com for exclusive columns by BYU insider Mitch Harper. That's kslsports.com. That's right, you can hear Mitch Harper on KSL News Radio for Cougar Sports Saturday. Cougar Nation tomorrow. He and Matt Biamonte are going to be fielding calls. We fielded calls in our post game yesterday <laughs> after the BYU and TCU game had ended, and I thought, oh, no one's going to call in on this one. Au contraire, Mitch. There's a lot of folks who are going to want to call, and you're going to hear a lot of uh, a lot of things, a lot of opinions on uh, who should go, who should stay, who should be benched. I always love the uh, the quick trigger on the grumpy fan in that moment. But uh, so Cougar Nation uh, tomorrow night on KSL News Radio, it's going to be an amazing one. You don't want to miss it. Our show is first and twelve. That's what you're listening to right now on the KSL Sports Zone and on KSL News Radio every Sunday and on podcasts. Go download it wherever you find fine podcasts. All brought to you by Macy's Grocery Store. Happy shopping. Let's get the breakdown going here, Mitch. Forty-four to eleven. That was the big one, and the storyline, of course, was really the ineptitude of BYU. But it was also Josh Hoover's coming out party, a backup that we all looked at and went, "Well, there you go. BYU is going to be able to steal this one from the Horn Frogs." And instead, in comes Josh Hoover, who throws the ball almost 60 times. Amani Bailey, who we're expecting to get 150, 180 yards on the ground, 63 yards on the ground because all they did was go, hey, Hoover, slinging it, man. And he did it, 437 yards through the air for Hoover. It was an absolute master class by a guy who we'd never seen do anything, Mitch. He was outstanding. And let me just say this to Kendall Bryles. He probably wants to call every game against BYU – <laughs> because this guy just torches BYU. Last year when he was the OC at Arkansas, 644 yards. Oh, of this course. This year with TCU, 584 yards against two different DCs. That tempo of TCU was just outstanding. And that's the thing, too. Different than the Arkansas game, where the Arkansas you know, early had one or two plays that swung it to a 14-0 lead. This was a pick six, but then also seven-play drive that just they just moved down the field with ease on BYU and set the tone that they were far and away the better team. They had more speed. BYU looked like they were stuck in mud. And to your point about you know, fans calling in and, and saying who's in, who needs to be benched, who right. needs to be fired, I think this is one of those games that recalibrates everything. All the expectations, all the good wow. fortune that was built in September, I feel like that was lost on Saturday because 100%. Keaton Slovis now, I feel like, I'm not putting all the blame on him, but I'll tell you, next week if he has another poor performance, maybe a bad first half, you got to start getting ready for Jake Retzlaff because that was an abysmal performance from that BYU offense. And Aaron Roderick needs a shoulder blame, but Keaton Slovis does as well. It, it just was not a good day at all. And that pick six was was the worst possible thing that could happen, and it just set the tone. It snowballed from there. It was crazy because he kind of stepped into the throw, right? Like it was a third and five. The very first play from scrimmage, Mitch, I'm watching because, you know, I've got I've got a lot of uh, time invested into Connor Pay, right, who who yep. gets moved over to center, and he comes on our show every week, and I'm like, I'm, I'm rooting for this guy because he's awesome to interview, he's a great dude, and they want to get this thing going, and center is his position, right? I mean, that's, that's where he's used to playing. He knows how to run block. That's his strength. And the very first play from scrimmage, seven yards out of L.J. Martin, right up the gut, right? And so you go, hey, let's get this thing going. Then they lose a yard on the next play, and then the third and five is where your 
gifted a pick six that was thrown straight to a defender. And, and you know, I, I, I looked at it and I went, I went back and I'm going, where on earth was that read coming from? I know there was a late uh, blitz that kind of came straight up the middle that he started he started to step forward and then immediately kind of oh a little bit of a of a short arm throw and that's what ended up getting it right to the TCU defender and the pick six and then they never got it back they never got it back Mitch there was and I say they I mean he never got anything yeah. back it, there was there was never any swagger there was never any confidence and all the things that you had seen him build right from the time that he, everyone looked and went what's going on during that Sam Houston game. Keaton Slovis went back to basics of looking like he was that pit quarterback from last year who was so inept in a lot of games and, and looked like he was out of sorts. And it was weird because they prepped so much for this game. I know Kalani, who we're going to hear from, made mention of that, that they had prepared so much for that for this game. But I, I want to throw some numbers out there, Mitch, because I, I wanted to, to bring some things up that were like a shock to me. I like looking into some of the crazy numbers. One of the biggest ones is the third down uh, uh, conversions by TCU were just crazy. I mean, at one point they were 12 for 14 on third downs. And you remember, it seemed like every time it was third and long, slant pass, right? And they would oh, just yeah. convert every one of those things. And it was like there was no way of defending it. And and they ended up like 12 or 13 for 19. That wasn't the one that stood out to me. It was what happened on first downs, okay? BYU on first down gained 68 yards through the day total on all the first down they had 25 first downs that they attempted right where it's first and 10 and they make yeah. that 68 yards any guesses on tcu's first down conversion or not first down conversion first down yardage that they gained throughout the day now they had 580 I'd right i'd say probably eight or nine no but what was the yardage that they had gained total oh a total the BYU's would, total was 68 okay so what was their I'll total go, just on first down i'll go 280 okay 300. Wow. Okay. You th- you overshot it with 280, right? Yeah. 300 yards just on first down. Wow. They gained 7.8 yards on average on first down. Okay. 300 yards on f- just one down through the game is an insanely embarrassing number. Like, we we do – that's not a number we even ever talk about. But it is such a, bl- a glaringly ridiculous number, Mitch – and I'm fired up about it because it's so embarrassing. Like, to give up that many yards, you're never going to get that back. You're never going to have a time of possession battle. You're never going to have any kind of – like, that means you didn't stop anything. If you can't stop it on first down, you didn't stop anything. And they didn't. And the only times that they did were self-inflicted uh, penalties or the two turnovers that they had, which they immediately got right back. You know, the, it's like Eddie Hecker gets a pick. Who cares? Uh, you know, strip sack on, in the next two plays, right? So – it was just – there were a lot of embarrassing things, but 584, almost 600 yards of offense, those are the types of numbers. It happens to be Kendall Bryles from last year, uh, right, from the Arkansas game where everybody goes, I don't know if I like this coaching staff, right? That's what got it go, going. And certainly there's a lot that, that you're going to look at. I'm not the guy that goes change the coaching staff, but I am one of those guys that goes, hey, exactly what you said. You nailed it. This reset everything. <laughs> like – it's coming out of a timeout. The bye week is like coming out of it and, and having a performance like this is coming out of a TV media timeout and having two false starts in a row. Like, yeah. it is absolutely embarrassing, and it's not a good way to, to get things going. I know 4-2 and two sounds okay, but it feels worse right now. It does. And here's another stat for you too, Alex, to highlight the issues for BYU. Stop rate. Those are 
when defense is in drives with uh, with a opposing punt, uh, interception, yes, a uh, forced fumble. BYU only had 16% stop rate. TCU, 73%. They just suffocated Jeez. BYU. There was a brief moment when BYU got it down to 24-8. to They had that fourth down conversion with Chase Roberts, and you thought for a moment maybe BYU could make this interesting. <laughs> but then TCU, to their credit, moved down the field next drive, and they put their foot on the gas and scored it. That, to yeah. me, was one of the more impressive possessions from Hoover and this TCU attack. They just moved at will on BYU, and I think – you know, with the, the coaching staff, that was an inexcusable performance for Kalani's team to come out of a bye when you're well-rested. And TCU was the team that was reeling. They were the ones that had their backs against the wall. They lacked any sort of identity. Their head coach saying they're not playing winning football. BYU is. And that's how you come out and play. That, that's just inexcusable. And you brought up Connor Pay. I, I am glad that they switched Connor Pay back to center because you're right, Alex. That is where his future, if he's going to make money in the NFL, it's going to be at center. But why is it happening now? In the springtime, he takes every snap at center while Paul Miley's out with an injury. And you would think at that moment, okay, he's had all that continuity with Keaton Slovis at the center position. Why not keep playing him in the fall? These issues happened out of the gate in week one against Sam Houston. Why suddenly do they make the change after a bye week? Look, I, I admire the uh, thought to change things up, but it's like, why didn't you make these changes sooner? Because now you're at the midway point, and it feels like you got to make some changes again. Daryl Funk, the offensive line coach, his seat's got to be turning up a little bit. It yeah, has yeah. to because once you make this sort of change and it still doesn't work, man, what else do you turn to? I know Kalani doesn't make changes on the staff in season. He never no. will. Mm-hmm. But that that just – that position, they've got talent, and they're underperforming at such a, a high level. Like it, It's just got to get better, Alex. And that is where it all starts for BYU is at the offensive line. That is where the core of the problems, and they are underachieving. It was uh, a mess most of, the, most of the day. It felt like they were not just playing from behind, but uh, it felt like it was really just an uphill battle they were never going to win. And, you know, there were, there were little things, too. Was it Crew Wakely who had the uh, – who had the most ridiculous unsportsmanlike? Unsportsmanlike, yes. Like what? What a killer! Can't right? do that, man. What Can't a killer! Because you are you're you you just barely got one, and I get trying to get your guys going or whatever. But I mean, it's twenty four to eight, and you're right. They scored with forty seconds left in the first in the first half. Like scoring. Okay, I'm gonna bring something up here before we get out. I know we're gonna take a break here before we get to Kalani's comments in the next segment, but I, I couldn't help but draw the comparison to the Oregon game last year. Um, in the sense that they they go in because I think it, 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 at the end of the third quarter last year it was thirty eight to seven. I went back and looked at the end of that at the end of the third quarter in Oregon because it was a game that that was from the beginning you they were outplayed right. It, it just was they walked into that place and it was like hey there's some hope here and I'll tell you what do you remember this I mean you remember, yes. you were there in Eugene it was one of those games that not for one second did you feel like BYU had something going. And, and, again, same thing at the half. They, they, they score right before the half. It makes it uh, – it, it was just an unachievable goal. Like, you just knew that they did not have any ability to be able to come back from the numbers that they had. When it was 31-8, to 8, you know, we're looking around at the studio. We're going, this is – I don't know how to – I don't know how to talk about this. And the unfortunate thing is in a game like that, you talk about how ridiculous and how bad the, the numbers were. All right, we'll take our break. We'll come back. We'll listen to some Kalani Satake uh, uh, quotes uh, and some, some of his podium talk. And some of the questions that they fielded, including uh, some that Mitch threw out there, but uh, we've all we've got it all right here. Now, now we got mad, Mitch. What's going on here? We're supposed to have. I know it was a bad game yesterday, but but we're supposed to like forget about it. Let's have some fun on a Sunday, can't we? Or, 
Or is that not we possible? Have some fun. Like we'll, we'll get, I mean, that big okay. power ranking is just around the corner. That's a lot of fun. Okay, that will be fun. All right, we'll come back. More to go. It's all brought to you by Macy's. Happy shopping. They bring you Person 12 every week right here. So appreciate their sponsorship. We'll come right back. More to go around the corner. Stay with us.